0: hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast it is wednesday august the 9th 2023 so glad that you are on today as we continue through second corinthians we are a little over halfway through the book uh, of second corinthians I think it's 13. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. we almost done. 13 chapters in this letter. So. All right. I uh, hope you guys are ready to dive in. Hope your week is going well. This uh, start to school week for a lot of folks. So. Kids are uh, getting in those new schedules, new routines. Um, Speaking of routines, I'm still kind of. Um uh, thinking about what to do for the fall in terms of going back on Facebook live or just continuing with the podcast only. so I'll put a a poll in the uh, episode notes. um you should be able to see that on Spotify for sure, maybe Apple music as well and uh, just whether you what's your what's your uh, pre- preference is maybe the podcast is working fine for you. Um, maybe some would like to go back on Facebook live. Um, yeah, so let me know if you do get that poll in the episode notes and you can respond to it. Um, let me know your preference. If the, uh, poll doesn't work on the platform that you're, you're, you're using, uh, just send me a quick email, Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. And just say, Hey, I like it the way it is. Podcast is working for me. Or I really prefer the Facebook Live. Um, yeah, just let me know. All right, you guys. I uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time to spend some time in the Word of God today and see what the Lord has to say to us. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Verse or chapter nine, 2 Corinthians. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people. So remember chapter eight he's talking about the gener- about generosity and giving an offering to help the folks in Jerusalem and so here he's saying, "I have no need to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year you and Achaia were ready to give, and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. Wow. So he's saying the uh, the reports of the Corinthians um, eagerness to give has motivated others to participate, to be generous. And that's how it works, right? We hear a testimony of someone who um, exhibits generosity and it motivates us. What can I do? Maybe I can do more than that. Even if I can't do as much as that person did, Uh, I do wonder what is my part to play in this and your testimony, uh, can motivate other people. You know, that's why, you know, that's why often when there are fundraisers, there's matching gifts, right? Someone will give a big donation, but you, they, you leverage that as a matching gift and that motivates other people to give, right? So it's like, Hey, for every dollar you give up to whatever, it's going to be doubled. How is that going to happen? Well, because some, a, a donor, a large a donor has a large donor has uh, given uh, a sum of money uh, that will basically match whatever is given, and that encourages other people to give. But I am sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow, but that you may be ready as I said you would be. So. I'm going to send the brothers to you because I don't want it just to be a bunch of hot air. You know, we talked about how generous you were and how eager you were to participate in this offering and help the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. But uh, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to bring it. You got to come with it. You know, you can't just be talking about it. You also got to do it. Got to follow through, or else, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be embarrassed, and so will you, because I've been telling everybody about how generous you are, and uh, it's not going to look good if indeed you do not come through. So, um, we just want to make sure all that we've been saying is actually a fact. For For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised then it will be ready as a generous gift for not as one grudging, grudgingly given all right so paul's just working out some details here he's working out some logistics like um you know let's uh, we're going to send the brothers in advance to finish the arrangements for this generous gift that you promised to the brothers and sisters in jerusalem so um let's uh Let's take care of the details so that it's not a gift that has to be given uh, grudgingly, grudgingly. Yeah. Verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Um, That's just the uh, principle of sowing and reaping, right? that um you know the more you sow the more you're going to reap think about the more seed you sow in a field the more the bigger the harvest not all of that seed is going to produce a harvest but the more seed you sow the bigger harvest you can expect and paul is clearly showing that teaching that in the area of generosity financial giving right here um I know we get upset about this. We're like, oh, preachers love this. Well, preachers didn't write it. I mean, I didn't write this. I didn't. This is not my deal. This is the word of God. And the principle is true: sowing and reaping. Reaping. The more you sow, the more you reap. And that's not that's true not only in finances, though it is certainly true in that in the in giving of money, but it's also true in kindness. You give kindness, you're going to receive kindness. You you sow a bunch of kindness, you're going to receive a bunch of kindness. You receive judgmentalism and and um and meanness and you're gonna reap it it's gonna come back at you each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver so in this uh, free will offering that paul is collecting he's saying you should give what God has placed in your heart. Now there are, you know, there's there's strategic giving and giving that you should give, you know, consistently, that we as followers of Christ, we give 10%. You know, we don't have to pray about that. That's what we do. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't, to, I don't have to pray whether I should do 10% this month. No, that's a tithe as a believer and a follower of Jesus. That's what you should do. Uh, but there are special needs that come along that do require some some consideration and some prayer and some talking to the Lord about You know what should I do with this special need? Um, And so that's what Paul's talking about here. He's talking about those special offerings. Um, Each one should decide in his heart what to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. See, people like to use this sometimes for tithing too. For our, you know, like no, God doesn't care what I give; just wants, just wants me to give whatever's in my heart. Mm, That's not true. That's not true when it comes to tithing. That's true about special gifts, but it's not true when it comes to um being faithful with our tithe It's like this tithing ten percent is like you're saying um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna um if it's in my on my heart or not I'll spend some time in prayer what if it if it's on my heart or not then i'll uh, that'll determine whether I read god's word what yeah it's the same. That's the same kind of spiritual discipline: reading the word, prayer, giving. They're all disciplines that we should do, uh, not to earn God's approval. We've said that many times. We don't do these things to earn God's approval. That's the kind of things that we do to help our roots grow deep in the faith. And uh, those decisions, you, you don't have to pray about it. You don't even have to make it. It's, it's a decision that's already made for you. This is what you should do. This will help you. And then there are other opportunities where you can pray about it and seek your heart and see what God wants you to do. Verse 8, because God does love a love cheerful giver. Verse 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Mm. Could it be maybe I'm talking to someone right now maybe could it could it be that part of the problems in your financial life maybe you need some counseling and some budgeting and some of those things but also could it be that part of the the grasp that is the enemy has over your finances is due to your lack of generosity I mean, I'm to over I may not be talking to everybody I maybe just be talking to one or two people right now but I've seen it um, over my few decades now of ministry, that sometimes the grip that the enemy has over a family's finances has a lot to do with their, the unwillingness to be generous, the unwillingness to give with a cheerful heart. Um, because when we are obedient with our giving, God blesses. He just does. He blesses. And it says right there, He is able to bless you abundantly. Verse 9, as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Because this is a passage from the Old Testament uh, saying, because these folks have given generously to the poor, their righteousness lives on. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply, will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Wow. Who is it that provides the seed to the sower? God. The one who provides the seed is able to increase your storehouse with what? More seed. (laughs) The multiplication effect. When you sow one seed, guess what? It produces fruit with a multitude of seeds. It's a multiplication factor of nature. And Paul is saying God does a similar thing with our finances. When we give generously, not only does he give us the seed to sow, but he increases the amount that we have, the ability that we have to sow in the future, not only in money, but also in righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Wow. I love that. God will bless you in a way that you can be generous on every every occasion. Isn't that, isn't that really the prayer of every Christian? Like, that's my prayer. Lord, help me to continue to steward things the way you want me to so that I can be generous on every occasion. Whenever there's an opportunity to be generous, I, um, I have the seed at my disposal that I can be generous. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still, I'm still working on that. But what, a, what an incredible um, goal to aspire to, to be able to be at the place where you're generous on every occasion. And that that generosity will result not in praise back to the giver or to the sower, but the praise will go back to God. Like, God will receive glory because of your generosity. You know, your generosity can inspire people to have faith in Jesus. Yeah, because of your kindness, because of your generosity. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Wow. So it's not only meeting a physical need. People are really hurting. They need physical, they need food. They need Shelter, they need these need. They have these needs in Jerusalem, and not only is it going to meet those physical needs, but also it's going to result in praise to God. You're, you're being an answer to prayer, and it reminds them of the power of prayer and the power of God and the goodness of God and the fact that God's family cares for each other. So this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. So your, your generosity is a partner to your profession of faith. So You're confessing that you're, you're a Christian, you're confessing that you have new life uh, because of the gospel of Jesus, and accompanying that confession is good works. Accompanying that is, is acts of generosity and for your generosity in sharing with them and with well, uh, i stopped mid sentence there because of the serv- because of the service by which you have proved yourselves others will praise god for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else and in their prayers for you their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace god has given you thanks be to god for this for his indescribable gift. Paul always brings it back to Jesus. What is the indescribable gift? It's not the offering that the Corinthians are collecting to give to, Jerusalem, to the Jerusalem church. The indescribable gift, God's indescribable gift, is Jesus. Again, Paul always anchors these acts of righteousness, these good works in the gospel. Why do we give generously? Why do we give in obedience? Why do we seek our, search our hearts uh, to see how we might help? Because God searched his heart and gave to us an indescribable gift. Yeah. And that indescribable gift was Jesus. And that motivates all of our acts of righteousness. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that motivates the things that we do just as spiritual disciplines to help ourselves grow and to be a, a mature and, um, and, um, mature members of the body of Christ, and it also inspires our um, spontaneous acts of generosity. What does? God's indescribable gift does. Yeah. All right, you guys, short chapter today. So we are at the end of chapter 9. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your indescribable gift, the gift of Jesus. That gave us new life and hope. Uh, Thank you for searching your heart and giving us the very best gift. So, God, I pray that we today would be those who act in generosity today, that we would, be, uh, we would look for ways to sow seeds of righteousness, Word, words of kindness, words of encouragement, financial gifts and blessings. Lord, help us to uh, sow the seed that you've given us. And, God, we know that you are the one who provides the seed for the sower. and You also are the one who fills our barns with a uh, bountiful harvest. harvest. Thank you for my friends. I pray you'd bless and encourage them, strengthen them today by the strength of your mighty name. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for spending time in the Word of God today. We'll be back at it tomorrow with 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. That really means a lot. That's how the podcast gets out there. Uh, also let me know, let me know if you want what your opinion is about sticking just with the podcast or whether you would like to see us go back on, uh, Facebook live as well. Um, if you can fill out the poll that is in the episode notes, then that would be an easy way to give me some feedback. Otherwise you can email me at Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day, guys. Love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.